Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the number one support show you never knew you needed. This is the voice of customer support with Carol T. Thank you for tuning in today. This is the voice of customer support. Now it's time for our next segment, Reflection Time with Carol T. Before we start with the hot topic of the week, I wanted to give you a little bit of context to give you some explanation, the reason why I decided to start this podcast. Once upon a time, I was a customer support representative and uh, I would go the extra mile for my bosses and both my internal and external clients. Thanks to my dedication and professionalism, I got promoted to the role of supervisor. After a couple of years, I moved on to become a performance manager in a customer support department. I was feeling invincible and useful, you know. Always working hard to achieve the corporate goals and objectives. So much that I neglected myself and my family. <laughs> you have to understand something. At that time, I had become Mrs. Yes. Did overtime, gave 150% of myself to support everyone in my department. I remember that my agenda looked nothing like a human being's agenda, really. I had a meeting planned every single hour on every work day. And my lunch breaks were often hijacked to plan staff meetings with other managers when our respective agendas were too busy for us to agree on a date and time. Looking back, I wonder how on earth I did this to myself, really. What icon did I expect from this? Seriously. Do you know what happens when you stretch an elastic band too far for too long? It snaps. It breaks down. Thus, one day, the express train called, Mrs. Yes, I can do anything just crashed. I remember that it all started when one of the transformation projects I was leading failed. All of a sudden, I became a persona non grata. Colleagues would talk negatively about me in the corridors. You know, you know what I'm talking about, you know, the corridor talks. It does exist in every company. They will be rude and disrespectful on the floor because we had an open space so you could hear whatever was happening. And their leaders watched and did nothing about it. The perfect Mrs. Yes that I was felt insecure 
and humiliated for the first time in my life. And every morning when I had to wake up and go to work, I felt like someone was squeezing my stomach, pulling it apart. I was frozen. I was empty. I was so tired. I couldn't eat. I couldn't focus. My entire body would uncontrollably shake with anxiety. One morning in the winter, I woke up at 3 a.m. in the dark, crying silently, trying not to wake up my husband who was sleeping next to me and our four-year-old twins who were sleeping in the room next door. I remember asking myself and asking God what was happening to me. You know, I always thought that I was mentally strong. Being born and raised in this continent called Africa by a single mother who never showed me any signs of weakness. I was very confused, you know, about this new version of me. That was the moment that I realized that I needed help. And believe me, at that specific moment, I did not pray. Not at all. It was actually my experience as a former customer support representative that helped me to find the most efficient and pragmatic solution to get me out of, you know, this state that I was in. I sent three emails that day. Mind you, it was 3 a.m. in the morning seeking for a therapist who could see me as soon as possible. The very next day, I had an appointment confirmed for my first session. The therapist diagnosed me with a burnout and put me to rest for two weeks. Eventually, this rest time went on to be extended. It took me in total nine months one therapist and two career development coaches to heal. During my recovery, I discovered that what happened to me was just the last straw and that this professional setback was just the trigger that highlighted the years of unhealthy work behaviors and my personal challenges that I tried to mask by becoming Mrs. Yes at work. I also discovered that I had developed a serious allergic reaction to company bullshit. And in the meantime, I also realized that as part of a customer support department, I was actually never heard or listened to when decisions were made, you know? Most of the time, I had to shut up, ignoring my own personal values in order to play the corporate game, meaning I had to please others to keep my job, basically. A part of my recovery was to identify and choose a career path where I could be myself and keep doing what I love. 
which is to coordinate, to bring structure to chaos, to uplift and support others, but also to be creative, to remain creative. Before I started this podcast, all I wanted was to be a freelance consultant so I could help more struggling customer support teams. What a dream. But after working with different companies, I quickly realized that too many customer support departments are unwell and too many customer support representatives suffer from poor or unhealthy work behaviors. Many are or don't even realize that they are on the edge of serious mental breakdown. And yet, there are many signs that point in that direction. Despite how important the role of customer support teams truly is in businesses, leaders seem to be either unprepared to deal with this matter or they simply don't care enough to make it a priority. So I put my voice out there to remind them that customer support representatives need a voice and deserve a voice. If you are a former or present or a future customer support representative, this story might be yours too. I hope that it will inspire many of you to join me and to tell your experience as human bees, as I like to call us. The same human bees who are taking on the most useful and challenging yet underrated role that exists in many companies and businesses around the world. This was the voice of customer support with Carol T. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye-bye.